Welcome to the Gigabyte Podcast, a bi-weekly download of information from the city of Gig Harbor, hosted by Mayor Tracy Markley. Hello, Gig Harbor. This is Mayor Tracy Markley coming to you live with our Communication and Tourism Director, Laura Pettit. This is our first podcast. We are so excited to be bringing this to you. And in the hopes of just furthering one of my main goals as mayor and just communicating with our citizens more and across multiple platforms. So this is kind of our, this is our first run. So we're very excited. We're so glad to be here. And thank you so much, Mayor, for taking the time to talk with us today. Absolutely. I know you get a lot of questions, whether you're here in office or you're out throughout town. So we wanted to just kind of ask you a little bit about your, your time in office so far and also just get an idea of your vision for where the city's going and and what you see as opportunities. Yeah, so it's it's been a wild ride, I have to say. It's been um I'm it's a little less like drinking from a fire hydrant now. It's more like not so much a fire hose anymore either. I'm getting into the groove. It's been almost 10 months and it's which is crazy to believe, hard to believe it's even been almost a year and um I really love it. It's some in some ways very different than I thought it was going to be. And in a lot of ways, I was really prepared having come from being on council for a couple of years and kind of already knowing some of our staff and how things work. And so it's been just wonderful to get to know the members of our community, whether business or personal neighbors. Um, and, you know, my, my ultimate vision for Gig Harbor is that we are a model city that other cities look at Gig Harbor and say, Okay, we want to we want to do what Gig Harbor's doing. They're doing this really well. They're doing that really well. It's safe. They have clean water and safe streets and safe schools and you know the things that that really matter to people. I want people here to be happy and healthy and feel safe. And so later we'll talk about some of our legislative priorities that may tie into some of those pieces and how we can hopefully partner with some of our legislators to help those goals be achieved. Great. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that that's often asked too is, of course, you were a council member before you were mayor and then also on the Parks Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been in Gig Harbor for quite some time. Do you want to tell us about your family's background here? Yeah. So I moved here in 1982 with my family. I have two sisters and my parents, um, they fell in love with Gig Harbor. We came out here. We lived in Bremerton at the time. And um, I was born in Seattle and then we moved to Bremerton. My dad worked for the shipyard many, many years ago. And um, we came to Gig Harbor just on a day trip to go to Kopachek State Park. And we fell in love with it. And before I knew it, we were driving around random neighborhoods. And at that time, there was like one stop light, blinking little light. In, I think at the intersection of Point Fosdick and Olympic, everything was trees, mostly dirt roads. It was all just four-way stops, mostly two-way stops. There was not a lot here. I think there were maybe 3,000 people back in 1982. And um we just absolutely loved, we drove along the waterfront and that, you know, went to a couple of our, our state parks that are near, you know, nearby. And my parents decided, okay, this is where we want to be. This is where we want to raise our family. And so we moved here uh, in 1982 and I started in the end of my kindergarten year, but mostly first grade uh, at Discovery Elementary. 
and I was at Discovery all K through five, and then went to Copacheck for six or for the first year for sixth grade, and then we moved to the other side of the harbor off of Peacock Hill, and I went to the old Goodman, which is now Harbor Ridge, um, for seventh and eighth, and then went to Peninsula High School and graduated from there in '94, and um, wanted to raise my own family here. And that's what I've done. So now I, my husband, Josh, and I have been married almost 22 years. May is our 22nd anniversary. We have two daughters. Uh, Haley is 18 and just graduated high school and is at college now. And Sarah is 15 and a sophomore. And so it's just been, I live, gosh, I live five minutes in three directions from all of my family members. So it's really amazing. (laughs) It's awesome. It's really neat to, that we're all still here in the same area. I think it always says something really great when uh, you grow up somewhere and you want to raise your children there as well. And your family stayed around as well. Yeah. And my kids want to raise their kids here. So I think Gay Harbor is a very special place. Absolutely. And, And that kind of ties back into, you know, presenting Gig Harbor as a model city, uh, not not just in what we have, but in the way we interact with each other and the values that we hold as a community. Yeah. And I know transparency has been a big part of your your vision um, for this role and your elected role, both in council and as a mayor. Yes. Um, can you talk to, beyond this podcast and, and having open conversations, can you talk a little bit to, um, you know, Maybe how how you're working on city culture and um, creating an open environment here at the Civic Center and um, and throughout all of our interactions. Yeah, we um, we have been from day one. I came in and I let our staff know, you know, I'm coming in here with a hundred percent trust of all of you, and I told them I wanted to increase internal promotions and moving up and keeping people here, wanting to keep our employees here for the long term and how do we kind of, how do we change the culture? It, it's, it's a, it was like the Titanic in, in my mind when I first started, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is such a big thing. How are we going to do this? And then, but you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And so I kept that in my mind, like, okay, that little by little, we're going to, we're going to be able to steer this ship in a different direction. We're going to be able to regain trust with our, between employees and administration, between administration and the community, between community and staff, between council and staff, council and administration, you know, it, it goes in so many different ways. And, um, we just completed an, uh, our second employee engagement survey with an 82% participation rate, which is great, really great um, as far as surveys go. And I'm, I can't wait to see all of that data compiled in a few weeks and, and see what we're doing well, what we can improve on. Um, I really want to hear how the changes that we've started to implement have been working and what people think. And, you know, I already hear more laughter. We have a Miss Pac-Man machine in our break room now, which, you know, may not seem like a big deal, but it was a pretty big deal around here. And we know we have our public workshop crew and our wastewater treatment plant crew coming to the Civic Center more often and engaging with us. Um, we have a phenomenal HR team that is really bringing people back together, encouraging um, more communication between our three departments or our we have multiple departments, but our three locations, I should say, because we are all one, but in the past, the public works crew and the wastewater crew have felt a little like outliers, like they're like they're separate from City Hall. And I didn't want them to feel like that anymore. And so we've done a lot of things to make 
more of an open door policy than there ever has been before, I think. And, um, letting them know they're welcome here anytime and they're starting to take advantage of that. And so that is very positive for me. And then here at the civic center, you know, just, I'm, you know, directors are keeping their doors open more and, and we're trying to create and foster this environment of openness and honesty. And, you know, one of my, my key phrases is drag it into the light. If there's a problem, we deal with it. I know we try not to let things fester and, you know, I want to nip things in the bud and just get people talking. And, you know, once people feel like they are heard and understood, we resolve a lot of things a lot faster. Um, yeah. One of the things that I think is so incredible about this staff is that there is a ton that gets done. There is a ton of hard work that happens. Yes. And, um, you know, you do have to depend on other departments. And I, I think maybe our, our shank shot tea party on the front (laughs) lawn of the civic center was a great opportunity to say, let's have some fun while we're working really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe, yeah, that's the whole thing. You know, I, I promised that I was going to be fun and I'm really trying to be fun because, you know, if you can't have fun at work where you spend the majority of your time, what's the point? (laughs) You know, I I want this to be a fun place where people want to come and work and they're looking forward to coming in and doing their job. And they know that they are valued and appreciated and we, and we value their professionalism and we trust their professionalism and we trust their, their instincts on things. And no idea is a bad idea. Throw it out there. And oftentimes I will say, JDI, just do it. Yes. Love it. Do it. And then there's others that's like, okay, let's kick that around a little bit and see if it's a bigger thing. You know, let's kick that around. How can, how can we implement an express permitting program here, which is one of my goals, you know, is to get our permitting process to a more palatable level. We want Gig Harbor to be open to businesses, large and small. We don't want our process to keep, you know, to stay the way it is. Let's just say that our people work so hard and I think it's really just a process improvement that needs to happen, not a work improvement because they're doing amazing, but just figuring out a way to make it easier for businesses to come here. Yeah. And I think that will help things a lot. Well, I know one of the great parts is that each person here is passionate about providing great citizen service. Yeah. Um, and especially throughout that permit process and the things that, that people are coming to the desk for, mm-hmm. I know that there is a willingness to help in any way we possibly can. Absolutely. Um, and so. people in the community are noticing. I am getting calls um, on the regular basis saying, gosh, I spoke with so-and-so the other day and they were so helpful. Or I went to the counter and they had my question answered in five minutes. And so it's it's really, it's amazing. And then, of course, our you know you see our public works guys out in their red trucks doing all the things that make Gig Harbor so beautiful and keep it functional and keep the sewer system functioning. And, you know, we, we want you to not have your toilets backing up. We want you to have your sinks flowing with clear, clean water. You know, it, it doesn't just happen. It's hundreds of people behind the scenes that are making all of this happen and keeping you comfortable and safe and hopefully happy. Absolutely. It's those unseen things Mm -hmm. that, that, they're doing really, really well if you're not seeing anything. That's absolutely so, correct. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit more about um, some of your efforts to be inclusive and and also provide counsel with the tools that they need to 
um, find common ground. And and uh, I know there was a lot that was covered during the council retreat. That was something that's happened over the past yeah. few weeks. Yeah, we had our first retreat in January, which is our, our I'd say, quote, normal retreat, our annual retreat. And then um, the council requested that we have another one. And we did. And we had, we had a part one and part two in September. And those are available on our website. Um, for you to go and watch, um, if you would like, and, and just see, you know, the council really has a desire to collaborate well with each other and to, um, not always agree. Of course, I don't think it would be healthy if they all agreed on everything all the time, but they wanted to be able to disagree respectfully with each other. And so we hired an amazing facilitator who walked through the process. And, and the first part was identifying our communication styles and how we are all different from each other and then find out, you know, the ones, the people that you're kind of this similar, similar to. And then we did an exercise about, well, how would you like to be communicated with? What, what do you, how do you want me to come to you? And how do you not want me to come to you with either information or a problem or something that needs to be taken care of? And it was just, it was really interesting to hear what came out of that and to, and to see the different personality and communication styles of our council members and uh, made a lot of sense. It actually made a lot of sense when they, when we laid out these, these color cards and you'd have to watch it to see, you know, I guess understand fully what I'm talking about, but it was just, um, it was a really positive way to learn about each other um, and try to come up, you know, the, the second part um, was to, revise some of our council uh, procedures and guidelines that the basically a code of conduct and a standard that the council wants to hold themselves to in how they treat each other, how they treat staff, how they interact with administration, how they interact with the community, and um, most importantly, how they interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And they, I felt, I, I felt it was very productive. And I think that it's going to help us going forward. And there's still Obviously, there's always work to be done, but having more of these events where council gets to just chat with each other and talk about hard issues. And I think it's it's kind of it's all part of my goal to foster a healthy environment here at the city. Absolutely. Understanding is the basis for good communication. Mm -hmm. So that is a wonderful place to be and to be launching from in all of the goals that you have for the city coming up. Uh, let's launch into a little bit about something you mentioned earlier, um, some upcoming priorities for the legislative session. Yeah. So this January 9th kicks off a, I think it's a 105 day session. It's called the long session. Um, and we have many things that we are going to be looking at our legislators to help us provide in terms of infrastructure, affordable housing, um, police, um, some changes with our police for our police department. Um, you know, there's been, uh, everyone has noticed the uptick in crime. Um, it's everywhere. It's not just to gig Harbor, but I honestly didn't think I would ever see the level of crime in this little city that I've grown up in that we have now, or maybe it's just more visible because of social media. You know, I think it's a combination of, of, of both, but 
some of the laws that were passed during the last legislative session have really impacted our city, um, especially in the way of police and then also in um, affordable housing. And so I sit on a board called SHAPE. South, it stands for South Sound Housing and Affordability Partners. And I believe there are 15 of us now, 15 cities that have signed on to an interlocal agreement to try to solve our housing needs together and to come as a united front to the legislative session and say, here's, we hear what you would like us to do. We're going to now let you know what we can do and how can we make those two things add up? How can we, Mm -hmm. how can we line up with what the growth management act demands of us, what the county demands of us, and then what laws get put into place in terms of middle housing or density or, you know, we we want to retain as much local control as possible. That's always our top priority when it comes to population growth and housing and job growth and, and all of those numbers. And, um, and so we're going to be coming to them with, you know, you know, how do we get affordable housing in our, in our city. And, you know, when I do presentations around town and I mention affordable housing, I start to see the wheels turning in people's heads. Like, oh, you're talking about tiny home villages and you're talking about, you know, RV parks. And no, that's, that's not what we're talking about. You know, I don't know if any of you have heard this number yet, but low, the, the threshold for low income in Pierce County is now considered 80,000 a year. 80,000 a year is considered low income. This is not, that is not a meager salary. And these are our teachers, bank tellers, grocery store workers, um, entry-level firefighter and police officers. I mean, this, these are people who serve us every single day and they can't afford to live in our city. They come to work in our city and they have to go live somewhere else. I don't like that. The other cities don't like that. So we want to try to find a way, you know, kids coming, graduating college, new families with a toddler that want to come in and buy a home in our city and they're being priced out. And so we're trying to figure out how can we have, you know, housing that is within the design of our city. Um, It's going to look like the housing that is around here. It's not going to look like Section 8. It's not going to be just big, you know, concrete buildings with a door here and a door there. You know, it's going to look beautiful. And part of that is where do we find the land? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we Gig Harbor is running out of buildable land. And then who purchases that land so that it can be affordable? Because if you have Habitat for Humanity, let's say, wanting to come in and build affordable housing, if they have to purchase the land too, they can't build affordable. It can't be affordable. So we're looking at grant options. We're looking at asking for funding from from the legislative session. We're asking for federal and state funding. All of us cities are to try to help us solve this problem. And to clarify too, some people might not know this. We do employ a lobbying firm mm-hmm. that helps us with our state and federal asks. Yes. So and we are very grateful for them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the city will be meeting. The council will be meeting with um, after the uh, primary election. We'll be meeting with um, or not primary the general election. We will be meeting with all of the delegates who will become our next um, representatives in January, and we'll be meeting with them ahead of the, le- the legislative session to let them know what our priorities are. And most often through this process, as many times as I've gone through it between council and here, they are very understanding and ready to help the city in any way that they can. And so we have been developing great partnerships with our legislators, um, Senate, Congress, 
state reps. It's It's been really great to get to know all of them and have a good partnership with them, with the city. Absolutely. And that goes for not just funding requests, but mm-hmm. also for issues that are, are developing like our our crime mm-hmm. or anything else that, that's impacting yeah. our citizens. So that's wonderful to see. Um, and it's not just the city that can impact those issues alone. Right. It takes a uh, approach from a couple of levels. Um, you know, leading into that land question too, I know the other thing that, that we've talked about a lot uh, and that you've had a lot of questions on is land conservation mm-hmm. and the level of building that happens in Gig Harbor. Um, I know on Tuesday... Uh, October 4th, we'll be hold, holding a celebration and mm-hmm. we're calling it an unground breaking mm-hmm. for one of the recent purchases the city has made. Uh, and that's in partnership with several other funding sources um, for 11 and a half acres um, in the downtown view corridor. Do you mm-hmm. want to tell us a little bit about how that that's gone and, and uh, invite the public to join us? Yes. Yeah, so this is going to be at 5 30 PM at Donkey Creek park. And, um, we will have a representative from the Puyallup tribe there, and um, we will be talking about kind of how this came about and give sort of a little bit of the history. And um, what is really amazing is that this property will be conserved forever in the heart of our downtown. No development. Um, I'm hoping for a connection to the Cushman Trail that will take you from the trail directly into downtown. We don't have that currently. And so that's something that the council has been talking about. Um, adding so that it's it's just another another way to provide a level of service to um, to our residents and um, those that come to visit us. And so come come and join us. Come and hear about this great um, land purchase. Um, I believe the the Lyons family original owners will, will be there as well. And we're so grateful to them for their partnership in this as well and having the opportunity to do this in our downtown core. Yeah, and that property has been privately held since 1925, I believe. Yeah. So that's very exciting that it's maintaining its natural state mm-hmm. and also protecting that creek. Protecting well, our North salmon creek. habitat. Yes, it's very it's a very critical area. And so we're so happy to have that preserved. Uh, it's also a culturally significant mm-hmm. place, too, for the tribe, I believe. Yeah, so this um, Gig Harbor is the ancestral homeland of the Squamish Band of the Puyallup Tribe of Indians. And um, you may have noticed the the new carving that is um, down at Austin Park at the Twalcut Estuary. And um, that was an amazing ribbon, or I guess it was an unveiling, uh, we called it. And um, that ceremony was a couple weeks ago. And it's just beautiful. Head down there and, and, and check that out as well. But it's it's all connected. All of these pieces, um, we, are, we actually just closed on a five-acre piece that was actually slated to be 18 homes and a road um, kind of just above Donkey Creek Park. That will be a celebration in November or December timeframe. We'll keep you posted on that. But our citizens have asked us for years, please preserve our downtown. And that's what we're, that's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do. We, we don't want high rises on our waterfront. We don't want, um, we don't want all of that, um, those amazing just native forests to go away. So we're working hard to preserve as much as we can. I think that's an amazing effort. It's also very interesting to see these two issues coexist. Mm-hmm. There can be conservation and there can be affordable housing and development yeah. Yeah. Uh, just in a smart way. And those yeah. are those are weighty if issues that you very you much so. Um, they keep me know. up at night sometimes, Laura. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you know, I, I think 
one of the other things that that we wanted to just end on too is um, kind of an an overview of what uh, how people can get involved, whether they can uh, view past council meetings online or join mm-hmm. us for our next council meeting uh, and really stay apprised of the issues. Uh, I know that you can sign up for the Mayor's Gigabyte mm-hmm. newsletter, which comes out every Friday. And it's got five five of your top issues for the week. Yes. Uh, and that's available to sign up on our website, cityofgigharbor.net. Um, yeah, that's right else? on our homepage, I think, to click on that and get signed up for the Gigabyte. Um, all of our resolutions and ordinances are now available online. It'll have the link to go in. You can search by resolution number, by subject, um, ordinance number, and it's just a phenomenal tool. Shout out to Tiffany Element, our assistant city clerk, for all of her hard work and dedication to that project, and also city clerk Stecker for getting us over the finish line for that, because this is going to be a just a really great tool for the city to know exactly what what are the the goals of council? What is what are the policies for the city? What does this ordinance say? Why is it that why is it that way? And it's a great way to just learn more about the history of how our policymakers make their decisions and and why they make them. So that's great. And then we can also encourage people, I think, to visit our Facebook page for details and yep. uh, and also just, uh, tune in to council meetings too. So every second and fourth Monday in council chambers at 5.30 p.m. are our regular council meetings. And then the Thursdays following our council meetings from 3 to 5 p.m. are our study sessions. And those are virtual for now. The next council meeting is October 10th. We had an in-person meeting and then had to go back to virtual because our council chambers is undergoing a massive AV upgrade, which is going to be a great product for having a hybrid system set in place. So we will be back in person October 10th at the Civic Center. And if you don't know where we are, we're at 3510 Grandview Street in Gig Harbor. And um, come come in and mingle with your council people and with myself. I, I, I would love to shake your hand, meet you, fist bump, whatever you're comfortable with these days. But we're so happy to be back in person. And um, it'll just, it's going to be it's going to be so great to have both options be a great option to give public comment live or online. Um, we'll be able to see you. You'll be able to see us. It, it, it'll be it'll be so much better. So that's great. That's great. And people will also be able to call in still and, yes. and listen from yep. a number of different ways, whether that be digitally or via video or mm-hmm. phone or via phone. Yeah, so we're trying to make it as easy as we can for you all to find us and come and talk to us. Absolutely. Well, on that note, uh, anything else you'd like to share with the audience? Just that I am so grateful to be your mayor. This is such an honor for me and always will be. And my door is always open as well. My phone is always on. My door is always open. Let me know what you need. And uh, have a great week at Carver. This has been an official podcast from the City of Gig Harbor. Thank you for listening. For more information, visit cityofgigharbor.net. If you have ideas for future podcasts or specific questions on today's topics, email communications at gigharborwa.gov.